You have heard me probably say in the past that our Lord is the Lord of the paradox. And we see it here that a grain of wheat must die for it to live and produce fruit. Whoever loves his life will lose it. But whoever hates his life will preserve it. The rich will be poor. The first will be last. And in order to rise on Easter Sunday, there must be a death on Good Friday. Our Lord, being this Lord of the paradox, is not the way of this world. And what's interesting is what we think is, in uh, I could say, in line with this paradox theme of what we think is happiness is not, and what we don't think is happiness is. We read a passage from St. Faustina a few weeks ago that said those who were going at the end, she saw the end where people were on two paths, and one path was all glorious and full of singing and dancing, but this path led to a cliff, and they fell off the precipice. But this other path full of rocks and thorns and thickets ended up leading to this glorious celebration. Now, why do I bring all this up? Because I think there's a strong example of that in a story that helped me come to the priesthood. And I, I don't share this story often, but from time to time, I think it, it fits. And I thought as I was living in North Carolina, I had on paper everything that a man could see would bring happiness. Um, I had... Um, uh, a business that was successful. I had a house on the lake, um, had, uh, was planning on marrying a very beautiful young lady from North Carolina. Just everything seemed to bring in an earthly sense what was happiness. But for three years, the Lord had been knocking on my heart. I did not answer the call that the Lord had been making in my heart for a while. I was thinking, there's no way you could want me because I am not holy enough. Again, the paradox, the Lord can use the broken. He doesn't use the great. He doesn't use the mighty. He doesn't use the perfect. He uses the broken. Again, the Lord of the paradox. So in <clears throat> April of 2006, so almost 15 years ago, I had come to the close conclusion that I was possibly being called to the priesthood, but I still wasn't sure. And so I decided to make a trip down to EWTN. And when I was down there, I was going to ask the Lord for any final um, help in discerning a possible vocation to the priesthood. And I stayed there on the grounds with a group of young men called the Knights of the Holy Eucharist that Mother Angelica had formed to take care of the grounds. And so I went down there, and I had not yet had a real devotion to the Blessed Mother, and I had no idea how important that a devotion to Mary was, but God did, and he knew that that was the final piece of my puzzle to actually accepting the priesthood. Not the final piece of the puzzle in a life of trying to grow in holiness, but at least in saying yes to the vocation call. So I go down to EWTN, I'm there, and I went for an afternoon of prayer 
in the big church there, and the Knights of the Holy Eucharist were out on work detail. And they were these guys who took care of the grounds, and the house was empty. I was over at the church praying. Now, when I came out of the church, if you've ever been to EWTN, Mother Angelica had this beautiful, she calls it a temple built, and there's this great big open courtyard. It almost looks like the Vatican. It's this cobblestone and there's this big open courtyard, and you could see for quite a distance. And I came out of the church, and I was heading back to the house where I was staying, the Knights of the Holy Eucharist. And as I'm walking back, all of a sudden, there is a man that just suddenly is walking next to me. And he says, Chris, how are you enjoying your stay? Now, I didn't want to be embarrassed. I really didn't know who this man was. And I said, yes, um, I'm enjoying it very much. He says, would you mind if I showed you something? And he held up a VH uh, VHS tape. This is back in the days, right, of VHS. And he held it up and he said, Can, would you mind if I showed it? Are you heading back to the house? So I figured, oh, he's one of the Knights of the Holy Eucharist. So I went back with him and he seemed to know exactly what he was doing. He walked in the door. There was nobody in the house. We walked up the stairs and to the left was a room with the TV. And we sat down <clears throat> and he popped this tape in and it started playing an episode of Mother Angelica. And her show, if you remember, God bless her, she would usually start her shows with laughing and joy and, you know, just kind of a, a, a really festive. She was always cracking jokes, and that's why everyone loved her. She was just a beautiful soul. But not this time. As she began the program, she had a priest next to her, and it was a very somber feel. And the, the show began, and she made the comment that you must listen to this message today. She was very serious. And she says, we have an extremely important message today. Now, what happened was there was this priest named Father Stephen Shire. And this priest was from the intercessors of the Lamb. And what it was, was he was a priest out there in the Midwest, Oklahoma or somewhere, and by his own admission, he was not a good priest. He was not living the life of a priest. He said he was more concerned with the next dinner party, uh, cocktail hour, um, sporting event, social event. He wasn't praying. Um, he wasn't doing his divine office. He was neglecting his pastoral duties. By his own admission, he was not living a priestly life and guilty of some particular sins. I don't know, but the point is um, he was a man who was not living faithfulness to our Lord. So he told this story, and all of a sudden he explained that he was in a head-on accident, and he was thrown from the vehicle. I don't remember if he went through the windshield or he was thrown from the vehicle. And as he was laying, dying on the road, he mustered enough to say one Hail Mary. And he said that he really didn't have a devotion to her. 
But somewhere from somehow from his heart came a Hail Mary. So then the paramedics arrived and his heart stopped, his breathing stopped, his vital signs stopped. They thought he was dead. This had gone on for several minutes. Word got out, churches were praying, God bless, not just Catholic churches, they said, but the Protestant churches, the evangelical churches, they were all opening their doors for people to pray for this priest. And so anyway, after a long time, he healed. He went through some rehab. And after six months or a year, something like that, he healed. And he returned finally one time to ministry. And there was an, a, a day where he was saying mass. And all of a sudden, he said, as he was reading the gospel, and I believe it was the passage where the tree was going to be cut down because it bore no fruit. And the person said, please leave it. I'll tend to it. I'll cultivate it. And then if it does bear no fruit, chop it down. Anyway, Father Stephen Shire said that the words lifted off the page and all of a sudden he had a complete recollection of everything that happened that night. You see, he actually did die. Just like the passage here says, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains just a grain of wheat. But if it dies, it can produce much fruit. Now here's what happened and why I saw the connection to this passage. What happened was this priest actually died and he went before the judgment throne of Christ. And he said, it is true. Everything that you hear when you die is true. Your whole life, somehow you grasp every event of your whole life before your eyes, the good that you have done plus the bad. And he said he had seen his whole life flash literally before his eyes. And he had an instant understanding of everything. And so he says, you cannot lie before our Lord. And our Lord had pointed out to him that you have not done this. And you know, you've not been praying and you have not, you've not been faithful. And he said, you, you can't, lie you you knew this and and he knew this and and all he could say was yes lord yes lord and so our lord is going through his unfaithfulness and 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 his presumption um not even practicing his own sacraments and finally our lord finishes and i'm sitting here watching this with this man who i have no idea who he is and we're watching this tape and all of a sudden jesus says to this priest your sentence is hell. And a shiver went down my spine. And the priest said, I know. Because Jesus doesn't send us to hell. We condemn ourselves. And so he said, I know. And when you looked at this man's face on the video, you knew he wasn't making this up. You knew he was not out to get some kind of publicity. You could read into his soul. And he said at that moment, all of a sudden, 
It was dark. He said you couldn't see anything because he didn't behold the beatific vision. He could only hear our Lord. But he said at that moment, the sweetest, most incredible voice that he ever could imagine said, my son, please give him another chance. I believe he may bear fruit. Please give him another chance. And Jesus said, but mother, he has been a priest for 12 years and he has not been a priest for me. He has been a priest for himself. He's done this and this and he's not done this and he's not done that. And she, this beautiful voice said, my son, yes, please give him another chance. If he bears no fruit, then your will be done. Basically what that passage said that he had seen. And so he said at that moment, he instantly came back to life. He then came back, the vital signs came back, the breathing came back, his heartbeat came back, and he's now on the road there, but he's alive. And all of this recollection came back to him. And what he said is, you see, our blessed mother, I had to die to be able to see the truth of life. And the reason was because Mary, I uttered one Hail Mary. And so when I met him, I was actually doing a conference in Wichita, Kansas. And I was just like a year ordained. And believe it or not, I'm at this conference in Wichita, Kansas. This is the honest truth. And I'm telling this story because it was so still fresh on my mind. I haven't told it in years, but I, I, I did tell it back when I was first ordained because it was so fresh in my vocation. And I'm giving this talk in Wichita, Kansas, and there's a huge conference room of people, and Father Stephen Shire walked in the back. Could you imagine? I'm telling his story. <laughs> And this priest walks in. He was there to hear confessions. So after the whole thing was over, I waited to everybody to go to confession so that everybody was finished. And then I went to Father Stephen Shire for confession. And I said, Father, your story changed my life. I said, because as I was watching, I explained to him as I was there with the videotape, and I said, when you said that, a shiver went down my spine. I says, I went into another world, I went into this trance, and I realized suddenly that you can't be a priest without Mary. And that guy who was sitting there, <laughs> again, the honest truth, said, Chris, enjoy your time. I just wanted you to see this. And he left. And he said, by the way, my name is Joseph. <laughs> see, honest truth. And so I told this to Father Stephen Shire. And he said, I, I want you to remember two things. One was if you realize the power of the intercession of Mother Mary. He says, I didn't really have a devotion to her. He said, but I uttered one Hail Mary. And she did that for me. Just think what she can do for you if you actually have a devotion to her. 
He said, if all I did was able to utter one Hail Mary on the road, if that is all I was able to do, and he's telling me this in confession, and he says, if all I was able to do was utter one Hail Mary and Mary did this for me, what could she actually do for you if you have a devotion to her? And I said, Father, that was the missing piece to my vocation. I thought I was much happier with a house and a lake and a boat and a girlfriend. I thought that was happiness. But what was true happiness was finding the link of a, of a mother in Mary that every priest has to have. So then he said, you got to remember, the Trinity can't say no to Mary. The Trinity she is so perfectly in line with the proper will of God that when she requests something like Cana, the Trinity can't say no to her. So one of the things that actually happened, and I want to finish with this part of it, was actually before I met Father Stephen Shire. I should have said this part first. I decided to become a Marian after I watched this tape. And that was the deal that was sealed. This was April 2006. By July 2006, I was here with the Marians. So just a few months later. But I should have put, told this one part first because what happened at the Marians was also very interesting. I came and I was there at the house in Steubenville. And I had been with the Marians a short time. But there was something that bothered me about that story when I first heard it and I thought about it as I came home and that was, it was easy to see the mercy of Mary, but where was the mercy of God? How come God didn't say, I'll give you another chance? How come Jesus didn't say, you know what? I think you might bear fruit. You can have another chance. Why was it Mary who said it? She's not God. Why didn't God say that? And I struggled with this. And I was at the house in Steubenville one night working on some stuff and it was late one night. And it was raining. It was a downpour and all of a sudden there was a knock at the door and I went up and I answered the door and there was a man in a habit that was this intercessors of the lamb and he was in the pouring rain and I opened the door and I recognized him and he says hello um, father Don Calloway said that I might I, I can stay here tonight I'm brother so-and-so and I'm holding the door looking at him and I didn't even my brain I didn't even think of saying, come on in out of the rain. I was like, are you with the intercessors of the Lamb? And he said, yeah. I said, Father Stephen Shire. He said, yeah. And I said, can I ask you? He's like, can I come in? I'm like, yeah, please get out of the rain. So I said, brother, the one thing that bothers me about this story, now again, I hadn't met Father Stephen Shire yet. And I said, where was the mercy of God in his story? Mary came, interceded, God, Jesus gave him another chance. Where was the mercy of God? How come Jesus didn't do that? And he said, well, I wasn't the one there. He said, but I can tell you what Father Stephen Shire said and what he said to all of us brothers is he said that that entire evening, the view of the situation in hindsight and that whole night that he was dying he realized something he realized 
that everything he had done in his life, the sins, the neglects, the commission, the omission, he said he had never asked for the mercy of God. He said he realized that whole judgment could have been different. That that whole response of our Lord in saying your sentence is hell could have been different if he would have done one thing. He never asked for the mercy of God. He never said he was sorry. He didn't even practice his own sacraments. He said he looked back and realized that he was not even imploring the mercy of God. So by justice, God had to allow his own choices to be his own condemnation. His own choice not to seek the mercy of God had to result in his own damnation. Not by God's choice, by his choice. Do you know what the only unforgivable sin is? There's only one unforgivable sin. There's only one sin that cannot be forgiven. The sin against the Holy Spirit. You know what that sin is? Not asking for the mercy of God. So here we see it. And I'm talking to this brother and my whole light goes on in my head and this brother's saying, the point, brother Chris, is the fact that he don't, you don't ask for the mercy of God, you can't receive it. That's the only unforgivable sin. Everything else, lying, stealing, cheating, abortion, murder, it's all forgivable. But if you don't ask for the mercy of God, you can't be forgiven. And this is what happened to Father Stephen Shire. He didn't ask for the mercy of God. He condemned himself, the only unforgivable sin. And he said everything could have been different. Everything, if he just would have said, Lord, I need your mercy, Lord. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, have mercy on me, a poor prayer. That's the Jesus prayer, one of the most important, powerful prayers we have, and it's been forgotten in today's culture. Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, have mercy on me, a poor sinner. That's all he had to do. He didn't do it. But God is so merciful that this brother told me something that I'll never forget. I don't know if it's theologically correct, but at this point, I don't care. He said, you know what? Mary is God's own loophole to his justice. By God's own justice, he had to allow this man his own actions to condemn himself because God is mercy and he is justice. But Mary is not. Mary is just mercy and she's a gift of God. So Mary isn't our savior. Mary came from the savior. Mary isn't our God. Mary came from God. But God is so merciful that he gives an own loophole to his own justice called Mary so that if we simply, simply, and that Hail Mary that he said on the road was all he needed. Now I'm not saying go live a life of sin and to just remember to say Hail Mary. It doesn't work that way. Don't hedge your bets. What he did was say that God gave the opportunity for this gift of intercession because he asked for it. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Guess what happened? Mary prayed for him at the hour of his death, and it took a death for him to come to life. So what is dead will come to life and bear fruit through the intercession of our blessed mother Mary and the grace of Jesus Christ. You can be dead and still find life. When I was looking at this passage, I said there is no more better example I have ever experienced in my entire life than what happened 
that night. And I remember saying to Father Stephen Shire, you confirmed my priesthood. He's since passed away. God rest his soul. We pray that his judgment was a lot different when he did pass away. But that's the gift of our mother Mary. That's the gift of God's mercy. She's not our savior. She's the gift from the savior. And so, and with divine mercy coming up, I want to leave you with this. There is the ABCs of mercy. Thank you, Father Kosicki, who left us those. ABC, those are the gifts of mercy. A, ask for God's mercy. It's the first point of the message of divine mercy. You got to A, ask for God's mercy. And she did, or he did, or actually she did, Mary did, because he invoked her. So what we are seeing here is the beautiful example with the coming of Divine Mercy Sunday. Remember, A, ask for God's mercy. Don't put yourself in the position that Father Stephen Shire did. Let us all put ourselves in the position of the loving, merciful heart of our Lord Jesus Christ. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.